Welcome to the Planners on Purpose podcast. I'm Naomi Tucker, your host, and I am excited to be here with you today for another episode. We are at season two, episode 19 of the podcast, and today I have a special treat for you. We're going to be speaking with Mai Oliphant from Shape My Life. Mai is an expert journalist and is going to speak to us about the importance of journaling, what journaling is, how event planners can use journaling for healing, productivity, and mental health. I'm going to share with you a bit about Mai in a few minutes, but first, before we get into that interview, I want to share with you a few updates. So I have a couple of notes for you. The first one is that we have a new book club selection for our book club discussions. I've been debating on the lineup for the next season and I've nailed it down and I'm super excited to share it with you, but I want to share the first book with you today. Our selection is more than enough claiming space for who you are, no matter what they say, and it's by Elaine Welteroth. It's slightly different than our other books that focus purely on one subject matter. It's more of a memoir that promises to be jam-packed full of many helpful nuggets of wisdom. We really will unpack Elaine's life and really see how she's gotten herself through many high-pressured environments that might be similar to some of the environments that we find ourselves in as event planners. And we also just learn how she navigates them not only as a woman, but a woman of color to become who she is today. So just join me in reading this book so we can see how we can apply it to our lives, how we can lead others and just learn for it. So pick up this selection. It's called More Than Enough by Elaine Welteroth and get started reading. Now the date is gonna be mid-October. I haven't announced the date soon, but I will. If you want to learn when the next date is before um, or right when it launches, make sure to head over to plannersonpurpose.com, sign up for the newsletter so you will get your notification as soon as it is announced. Now, finally, please go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. I want you to be able to get notifications once a new episode is published. So if you want to stop right now for a minute and subscribe, it would be much appreciated. Now, it's time to jump into our episode with Mai Olifant. Now Mai is the founder of Shape My Life, so that's Shape, M-A-I, Life, pretty clever. She helps people use journaling to heal and flourish. I'm looking forward to letting you hear the knowledge that she has to share. The reason why I brought Mai onto the podcast is that we're still going through some uncertain times. We don't know how the end of 2020 will shape out, but journaling can be a unique solution for many of us event professionals that are struggling right now. Whether we're busy out of our minds trying to keep our companies afloat, or if we're depressed or desperate trying to find out when, if we'll have a job soon, or we're looking at switching careers, I just really hope that you enjoy this and at least get one takeaway that you can apply to your life. Welcome to the Planners on Purpose podcast, and today I have Mai Oliphant with me, and I'm very excited to have her here today. Welcome, Mai. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yes, this is this is really great, and I'm excited to get into um, all things journaling. Mai is our journaling expert. I told you a little bit about um, her before um, 
you're listening to our interview here, but I want her to tell you about herself in her own words. So Maya, can you please just tell us a little bit about you and how your business came to be? Yes. So um, what I currently do is help women to use journaling to heal and to flourish. And the reason I do it is because I started journaling when I was eight. There was just a lot going on in life and I, I was too young to know how to process it all. And I don't know if I saw a cartoon or something, but someone was journaling and I just thought, oh, that sounds so cool to write my thoughts out on paper. I want to do that. And so I gave it a try and I was seriously surprised at how therapeutic it was. That was not something I was expecting. I just thought it would be a fun thing, but it just helped me to be able to process my feelings, even if I could only process it so much as a child but it helped me to process my feelings in such a way that I could feel good, happy, and healthy, in all honesty. And I felt like after my journaling sessions, I always walked away being able to have a paradigm shift, being able to look at things from the other person's point of view, which helped me to be a lot more compassionate, I think, than I would have been otherwise. And so that's how my journey and journaling started and the reason I started this business is because I helped a few people get through hard issues they were having in their lives uh, by journaling and and it made such a difference in their lives that I'm like you know what this has always been something I was passionate about that I thought was very much underused I want to make a difference. And this is a way I could make a difference because I honestly think that we could be more happy and successful and better people to others. Mm. If we could just connect more to our inner selves a lot more often than we do currently. So. Yeah. That's just, that's just so incredible. And I know for me, I like to journal, but I tend to get caught up in the busyness of life where I journal when there's an overwhelm of emotion. And yeah. I don't know if that was it for you and what made you start journaling, but I journal out the overwhelm of emotion to but consistently do it. That's another, that's another thing um, to be consistent. Yeah, it can be hard to get in that habit. It's just an, another habit, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, we tend to wait till everything's bottled up, which at mm -hmm. least you, you do it when everything's bottled up. That I, I find that so often people just ignore it or just keep going, just yeah. keep pushing themselves even past that point. But no, journaling is definitely uh, something you build a habit now. Yes, absolutely. And some people may feel like hey, well, I'm not a writer, so I have no <laughs> inkling to write. Do you really need to be a writer in order to journal? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I think that would be someone saying, like, I'm not good at talking, so I'm just going to not talk. <laughs> yes. It's not at all like that. You can journal any way you like. First, if, even if you're not a writer, you can still write. This is your conversation with yourself <laughs> on paper, right? It's just putting your thoughts on paper. It has nothing to do with your writing skills and everything to do with your willingness to be honest and open with yourself. One. Mm -hmm. Two, the, the thing about it is that, yes, there are 
scientific proof that writing things with a pen and paper um, has a way of either helping you remember stuff better or process things better. Mm -hmm. But I think you should do it any way that works for you. If you can take out your phone and use a, a phone recorder app to record yourself, you can type away on a computer, you can just whatever way you can get your thoughts. It's like getting a second brain, right? Any way you can expand the room you have to process things okay. is good, as long as it works for you. Yeah. And that makes me feel so much better because sometimes I don't have the time to sit and write in my, my specific book for journaling or my gratitude journal every single day. But I do type notes in my phone or I do have other journals and other books everywhere that I'm writing in. So, um, so that it kind of takes journaling to the next level to say, hey, you can do this any way that works for you as long as you're getting out what's in the inside out and bringing it into this world. That's what, what really matters. Exactly, because, um, you know, there's been a few times when I've been, I always carry my journal with me just in case I have a thought. But sometimes for one reason or another, I can't take it out at the moment. And so I'll quickly take out my phone and I'll say something because it's better for you to get it down than to forget about it. And then, and I know sometimes you're like, well, if I forgot about it, then obviously it's not something worth remembering, but really it's just the business of life getting in the way of something you needed to say, mm -hmm. process, an idea you needed to write down even. Exactly. So we are kind of dovetailing into this. So what are some ways to get started if no one has ever journaled before? Let's say they're keeping everything bottled in, they're just going as life takes them. What are some ways that they can get started if they haven't really jotted anything down? Well, uh, for me, I really think if you're just getting started, you should do journal prompts only mm -hmm. because it just is a good way of planting your thoughts around certain things and sometimes it prompts you in ways that in areas you didn't really realize you needed to talk about so journal prompts is a good way to get the process of journaling started and also one of the things I always say is that get a tool that you actually like to use like for me oh, I should have brought out my journal but for oh. me I like to buy a journal that when I look at it, I feel good. I feel happy. Yeah, I'm like, I want to oh, open it up. Uh -huh. And I have a favorite pen that I just like the feel of writing with that specific pen. So mm -hmm. sometimes just get start with getting something that makes you happy seeing it mm -hmm. or getting a tool that makes it fun for you to just use it. Mm -hmm. uh, that sometimes is a good way to get started. As well. that's, that's good. We um, just got out of a book club. Um, I do a book club on planners on purpose and we did one called atomic habits. So I find oh, it interesting. <laughs> I find it interesting that you mentioned, make it, make it attractive. Cause that's one of the things James clear says in this book. He says, if you want to have a healthy habit, make it attractive. So the fact that you're saying, Hey, make it a nice journal, really, you know, something that makes you happy. Right. Yeah. Get <laughs> yeah, it's so true. I love that book. It's a really good book. I remember reading that part and being like, yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> such a good book. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So I love that you say that because it is making it attractive, making it easy for you, drumming up the excitement for mm -hmm. you um, to do that. 
So I wanted to ask specifically about event planners because this audience is event planners and maybe some event professionals listen to this podcast. What are some easy and productive ways for them to journal? Um, we find that um, we are always going from event to event, planning event to event, always traveling, always on the go, always fixing everyone else's problems, but we tend to forget about ourselves and our problems that we have. So we usually push those down a bit and um, never really address them. So what are some easy productive ways that you would see an event planner journaling? Um, in that case, typically, as, as you're having breakfast, maybe, because you are going to sit down to eat. That's going to be one of the few things where you're like, okay, I need to eat, right? Mm -hmm. Just while you're sit sitting down at your breakfast or lunch or dinner, whichever one works for you, mm -hmm. pull out a notebook, pull out your phone, pull out your computer, and just write a five-minute or whatever it is it ends up being, just write for a few minutes, mm -hmm. And I think like scheduling it, just like atomic habit, right? There's other things you're going to sit down and do. Scheduling it around something you already have a habit of doing is the best thing. And typically sitting down to eat something is something you're going to, you do every day. Yeah. And we do. We, I think we would do that every day when we're planning the meetings. When we're in the process of having the meeting, we're probably not eating at all, which is another thing. <laughs> we might have to talk about healthy habits on site. But when we're on site, um, I would see maybe perhaps first thing in the morning or late at night. Um, yeah. Take that opportunity too. Exactly. Exactly. Because even just a little bit, it doesn't have to be long. If you just... If you're good, you know what? One of the things you could do is like, when you first wake up, your alarm goes off or you wake up naturally, just have your journal right next to you and jot down a few things. If that's gonna be the only time when you take down time for yourself, then mm -hmm. that's the time to do it. Well, let's talk about the length of journaling because you said, hey, it doesn't have to be that long. How long do you feel like one should journal if they're just starting out? as long as you feel like it because sometimes when you're just starting out you're not sure what to write and you're like uh i'll write a sentence or two or whatever mm -hmm. um and you know what do that if if that is your inclination but i find that when someone's prompted because life is a journal prompt right mm -hmm. but but when someone's prompted sometimes they just as they're writing something more comes and they keep writing and that is when you hit the magic of journaling but write however long you can just write something but i find so at one point in my life i had stopped journaling because someone told me the way we really journal and the reason we really journal is to journal for our posterity right for our kids and their kids and generations from where we're at Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. So I started writing that way and it was terrible. I didn't like it. I was bored. I felt like I was doing a chore. And so I journaled less and less. So I say I stopped journaling. It was more like my journaling was very sparse. <laughs> I just didn't do it very often. I do it once a month, once mm -hmm. a quarter, you know, just a few times a year, which because it lost the magic of it for me. And so I would write, I was like, well, at least if I write one sentence, one sentence down, today was the same as yesterday, or today I read this book, great, and stuff like that. And so I think 
that you have to write something where you don't feel like it's an obligation, mm. where you feel like, okay, this is just one thing that's sitting on my heart. Like I said, journal, a journal prompt is a good way to do that because you're just answering a question that really is very relatable to you. Okay. Yeah. And, Sorry, go ahead. No, and so that's a good way to... You make, mentioned... What? Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry to talk over you. Um, no. I was just going to say, we mentioned you mentioned those journal prompts. What are some of the journal prompts that you feel are, are good, or is there an easy way to get some of these journal prompts um, yeah. so to get people started? Yeah, so I actually, if you go on my website, www.shapemylife.com, I have, and you go to resources, I have 11 journal prompts for healing, but even if you don't want to do that, there's journal prompts. You could just type in journal prompts and there's a few that pops up in Google. And okay. then you could try different ones to see what really hits it for you, um, what helps you really feel connected. Right, that's a fantastic resource. Um, so um, definitely go over there. If you feel like you want to get into journaling, go to um, Shape My Life go to Mai's website and get those journaling props. So that would be able to help you with prompting you to be able to journal. Do you have a favorite story, Mai, of someone's life that has changed from journaling that, that you've witnessed or been a part of? Yes. So <clears throat> I had this one person that they were going through a very rough divorce. Um, I've never been through a divorce, so I can't say like, oh, I feel it, but I am married and I could imagine how it would feel. But in her case, she had started a business while they were, um, before they got married, just, uh, they started it together and she was a 60% ownership and he got the whole business. Oh, He got, uh, the judge gave him the whole business. Everything, right? almost. And um, doing the divorce before it, initially started he was smart enough to move all that money out of their bank account so she had zero dollars and her divorce lasted what two years maybe three mm. and so so he got everything she had worked for 14 or 15 years everything it was just so unjust and she got full custody of the kids but he didn't have to pay alimony I, I, I really wow. don't. Yeah, yeah. So in she, what world does that happen? Oh my goodness! That's so yeah, and 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 um, I that that was a hard thing. She was having a hard time because she got full custody, but she had no money to do anything. Um, no money, like absolutely mm -hmm. zero money. Where she had to figure out, okay, I need to learn a new skill because there was a non-competition claw that she couldn't even start the kind of business she had already grewed, grown, that she had already taken so much time to grow. And so uh, I started journaling with her and, you know, she was depressed and angry, you know, but through the journaling, she was able to find peace. Once she was able to journal about okay, what can I do about my situation currently to bring in money? Because this is the priority. I have three kids to support mm -hmm. and I have no income. And so 
through that, she was able to figure out something she wanted to build her skill set in, and she did. And she started making money, uh, not to the place. I mean, her the business was a multi-million dollar business, right? So not to the place of that business. And she also was able to let go of the hurt and the pain because that was just keeping her down and keeping her in so much darkness. Mm. And it was beautiful to see the transition of, of this beautiful lady from, from so much darkness, so much pain, so much hurt to someone who was really just flourishing um, emotionally, mentally, and getting back to a place where she could offer her children the quality of life that mm. she wanted. And to me, that was just such a testimony about journaling. It was just such a testimony to the fact that the way to let go of that kind of extreme injury right. is to put yourself at a place where you can breathe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, my goodness, my heart goes out to her to have to go through all of that and rebuild her business. And, um, but to be able to work it out through journaling, just sometimes that's the only place that we, you can really sort out your thoughts and what you truly are feeling um, about a situation is really writing it out and understanding how you really feel. Because I feel some people don't even understand how they truly feel about something until they're writing it out. So journaling in itself is really, can be very healing, wouldn't you say? Yeah, exactly. And she was able to figure out how to co-parent with this person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I think that also was the power of it because she didn't want it influencing her children. Mm. She didn't want her hurt continuing to the next generation and influencing the way her children either view, because she has girls, all girls, either view men or view mm-hmm. marriage Wow. It just brings so much perspective to what you do. I think my, um, too, you know, just being able to show that journaling can actually be able to heal you, make you better, you, you know, move you in a direction that you'd never probably wouldn't have done if you hadn't picked up that pen or paper or, or sorted out your feelings in that way. So that's just amazing for you to be able to witness Oh, favorite, favorite part in the world, just seeing that. Yes. Oh, gosh. Well, switching gears just a little bit, I wanted to talk a little bit about productivity because um, event planners, event professionals, they're always in the need of finding ways to be more productive with their time. So can you share some of your tips and how you manage your time? Yes. So one of the things I, I do, and really, I highly recommend you try this, but I write down all the things that I'm doing with my day. I just bring up all the things I'm doing, not necessarily all the thoughts in my head, but all the things I'm doing with my day. And then once I do that, I create two lists. One is called adding to my happiness, removing my happiness, removing my happiness. And then I fit those things into those two lists. And once I do those, I look at the things that are adding to my happiness so that I can see if I can do more of that and the things that are removing to my, uh, removing from my happiness to see, okay, are these things I really need to be doing? Are these things that are taking too much time and space in my head and my heart? Because one of the things about 
being productive is that sometimes when something makes you unhappy, it makes everything else worse. You, you just don't, you aren't as productive. And plus, you also notice things that are taking up a lot of time in your life that you don't need to be doing. Exactly. Got to say no to it. <laughs> Get it yeah. off that list. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so some of the things that aren't adding to ha your happiness that you still need to do, then you figure out, okay, how can I do this different or better or something mm -hmm. to change it? Yeah. And, and just by doing that, sometimes it makes you feel like you have so much more time and space in your life. Right. Yeah. It reminds me, um, I have like a worksheet called four hours of balance and it goes through some similar process of, you know, writing down everything that's going on in your world and taking out and putting it in those buckets. And I love what you say. Here's my happiness line. Here's the things on this side of happiness. And these things aren't really lifting me up. They're not life giving. They're not giving me happiness at all. So let's get these off of the list. Let's delegate them. Let's give them to someone else that would make them happy, but it definitely needs to come off of your list. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's exactly yeah. Oh, I love that you have that worksheet. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's nice to sort things out. So, and that can be also seen, seen as a form of journaling too, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like with, I, I've known a few personal planners um, or, and event planners, and oh my goodness, they take on so much. They do things so well that people are like, please, can you do this for me? Please, can you do that for me? And, and uh, sometimes they take on more than they wanted to or were planning to, and that's another thing that they need to figure out to help them be more productive is to journal around an event that they are doing. Journal what they're gonna say yes to, what they're gonna say no to, and how they feel when they walk away from that event. Because sometimes they don't realize that this event has had a lasting dragging feeling. And it's like, okay, what was it about that event or working with that person that made me feel so dragged down during the whole process? And how can I either avoid working with someone like that again or, uh, or say no to doing that specific thing of that event in the future? Because it's so easy because you guys are so good at so much and you want to do everything to the utmost of your ability and you feel like, you know what, if I want this event to go well, I need to take control of all these things to make sure this happens but sometimes that just drags you down and really takes away from your happiness your productivity your mental space just everything and so making an intention list and making a list of like how did i feel post event would be a good way to increase your productivity and happiness actually yeah i mean you just hit the nail on the head and that's really the whole reason why planners on purpose is here <laughs> is because of that exactly just being pulled in so many directions to the yeah. fact that you are just avoiding seeing where you can be happy and avoiding yeah. seeing kind of where you're going to be operating in your best light um, because so many of those things do drag you down and you can't really see it until you get clarity and sometimes clarity comes with you getting back some of your time which we really never have <laughs> at the time so journaling can certainly help you through that just always 
kind of sorting out your feelings on what you feel about a certain situation or working with that person. What about that person made this whole situation, like you said, feel so draining because I don't want to find myself in that again, right? So, yeah. We're jumping from one event to another, to another, to another, back to back without really allowing yourself space to Mm -hmm. rest. Yes, I love that. So you hit the nail on the head. Um, oh gosh, that was so good. <laughs> so, I feel a few of you. That's okay. <laughs> that's so good. That was just you know a little bit of relief right there. Just having someone understand you know what what planners go through. Um, so how have you seen or have you seen journaling become more prominent in these uncertain times? You know we have everything right we have the election we have the um the pandemic we have social injustice issues how have you seen that become more prominent right now oh so much i think people are, are realizing that there's a lot of things in their lives that you have a lot more time to spend with yourself right now or to spend with those you are closest to there's a lot more time or you have a lot more distance from others that you typically spend time with. Um, and just looking at things, okay, let's talk about the social injustice thing. Just yeah. realizing not okay, how not okay that was and how right. normalized it, become, it became. Mm-hmm. And just being like, oh my gosh, in what world did I accept that as okay? As like, this is normal. This, no, it's not normal. Not okay. It's not good. It's not okay. And I think the pandemic also does that to so many different things. Like now you have distance from relationships that might have been really negative, and you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. I'm feeling so much better. I don't feel great as usual, and I should be because I'm isolated. What is it that was going on that was making me feel drained? It's just giving you a lot more time to reflect on things, mm-hmm. and you need. So people are like, I need something. I need to write this. I need something. And so they're taking out their journals and they're doing that now. And it's a beautiful thing. It's sad when it takes something really harsh to get you to do that. Because by the time you get there, you have been beyond where you should be. (laughs) Exactly. Should have been journaling a long time ago, but. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. But it's good that that people are doing it. And I'm so happy for that. But I feel like. Yes, but now learn how to use it on a daily, weekly basis mm-hmm. so that it doesn't get to that point. Mm. You should never get to the point where you are so stressed out, your health is suffering, your hair is falling out. You should never get to that point where you are in such a bad, negative mm. relationship yeah. where you don't feel like you're good enough or you're important enough. Like your self-esteem is shot. Yes. Never get to that point. Yeah, I agree. I agree so much. And it's making me think of sometimes when you journal, it helps you sort things out so you can find what your next best best step is, right? Yeah. So if you don't do that, then we're not taking those steps that we need to do. So I feel like also in these uncertain times, what we're seeing is people have, like you said, more time to be with themselves, to sort things out. So they're taking they're taking steps now that they probably should have taken, you know, several years ago. They're leaving jobs, they're switching careers, they're, you know, 
they're becoming entrepreneurs, whatever it is. And those things they could have had, they could have been living their best life a few years ago where now they're able to process things to make those choices. So I feel like that also is something too, you know, if you don't journal (laughs) or you don't sort things out in a way, it limits you from acting in a way that's going to move you forward and move exactly and it's so true. yeah and mm-hmm. I, and it's never too late to do it right it's just it's oh you can always start but yes it it definitely makes a difference when you do it more often than not and mm-hmm. now i'm not saying like just jump into daily journal writing just start wherever you're at right it is a good thing and sometimes when people hear me say like hey journaling is good for healing and to flourish they think Oh, I haven't been to a bit. I haven't been through a big traumatic thing. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't need healing, <laughs> but that's not true. You you always need healing. Every day there are certain things that hurt or that that confuse or that mm-hmm. healing is not just something you do when someone needs surgery. Right. Yeah. Right. Healing mm-hmm. is something you do every day. Like you. You accidentally hurt the tip of your finger, just a paper cut. Right. It needs to heal. Yeah. Even a paper cut can get infected and become more. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So what do you feel are the the long-term benefits of journaling? If someone picks up their journal, they start, whether it be monthly, weekly, or daily, what, like you said, start where you're at is what Mai says. What are the long-term benefits of journaling? I think it makes it easier for you to know yourself better Mm. that is like the best benefit it makes it easier for you to connect with yourself Mm. and if you're able to do that then you are able to understand what you need what you want how you need it how you want it and if you're able to do that it just makes you a better person Mm. um there's a line from the tv show i love called zoe's playlist okay Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. And someone said, hurt people hurt people. Mm, Yes. Someone who's hurting, it is so much easier for you to hurt someone else, right? I feel like the world, seriously, when you think about the world and and issues people have, it's because these people have their issues and then taking it out on others, Uh, whether it's self-esteem issues, whether it's it's, uh, feeling uncared for, unloved, whether it's like you have a desire to show that you're better than someone else. That all comes from a place of hurt. Hurt people hurt people. The long-term benefit of having a journal is that you stop being one of those hurt people. You start being someone that's constantly healing, constantly progressing, and you stop, you'll always make mistakes but it's much easier for you to correct your mistakes in whatever area in your life, whether that is with yourself, with your health, with your diet, with someone else, with your business, you can just sit down and figure out, hey, I need a plan for this. Mm-hmm. How can I do it in a way that feels good to me? Even in business, I, I journal for business all the time. As an event planner, it's really important that you figure out where you want your business to go, how you want it to go, mm-hmm. and when you want it to go in that direction. And right. so to, to um, be more concise with what, I'm saying, with what I'm saying is journaling helps you not only connect with yourself, 
e more easily so that you can figure out what you want to do but it makes you be better about planning your life and the things yeah. around your life in a way that helps you be happier and, and yeah a flourishing person that's awesome and you mentioned because that happiness and it makes you not hurt so that you don't hurt others you know can journaling have a direct impact on your health or has it been found that journaling yeah, has a direct impact? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> In so many ways. Like, uh, so sometimes I don't know that I am stressed about something until I notice it impacting me physically because my stress impacts me like I start losing my hair or... Um, gaining losing weight drastically or unable to sleep right mm -hmm. and that's when i'm like what is going on and i'll journal and i'm realizing that i have a big stress in my life that i have not been addressing right mm -hmm. but one of the scientific proof proof of uh the way journaling impacts your health health is that it gives you better sleep one of them yeah. like, there's a few but one of them is that it gives you better sleep probably because you're not constantly your brain's not constantly trying to tell you something or yeah you're not constantly like when you're lying down when everything's quiet trying to process everything and not doing a good job of doing it because there's only so much room I can see that because you know usually when you're sleeping your subconscious is just sorting through yeah all these things and if you're not getting that out in any other way then yeah. it just kind of makes your subconscious work over time um yeah. yeah exactly and just also like when i decided uh i wanted to lose a certain amount of weight again not everyone's going to be that way i looked at what i was doing how it was making my body feel and i realized like i've been ignoring the fact that i was lactose intolerant like it, it's, uh. it's like having and digestional issues mm -hmm. and digestion issues is um what, what became a norm mm -hmm. i just was like oh yeah i just ate of course my stomach's hurting okay so by journaling it you were able to see it that yeah. you're saying yeah so there's something with this <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly and it's silly i didn't know sooner i mean, it's obvious but mm. i was thinking of other things i had other things in my head yeah well that's amazing so oh gosh thank you this has been a really wonderful time talking to you i've just it makes it inspires me to journal a little bit more um and so I, I see that you have a journaling workshop coming up in september can you tell us a little bit about that because i feel that those that really want to get a step up on journaling that this might be something they might want to take advantage of Yes, yes. So the workshop will be about an hour and a half long, so not too long. And we're just going to do different things. We're going to talk about and, and use journal prompts to really help you focus on the areas that you need healing and that you need to let go. And it's called Journaling for Healing, the workshop. Okay, great. And, um, I think it's going to be so helpful and useful. That's awesome. And you can find that at um, Shape My Life, so shapemailife.com, correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, that's perfect. <laughs> I um, love talking to you. You're awesome. Like, <laughs> well, thank I you. Love, I love what you're doing, and I love how 
perceptive you are about what people in your field needs. That's amazing. I'm glad you're doing this. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. And thank you so much for being here and showing my listeners just a different way to get some balance in their life, become more healthier, um, become more, you know, just aware, self-aware. And I just really appreciate you for that. And I love what you're doing too um, at Shape My Life. And I really hope that people take advantage of this workshop because Maya's going to show you um, how to shape your life. So <laughs> thank you so much, Maya. Um, before we end, is there any parting words that you want to um, tell listeners here? Yes. So a quote I love and sometimes something I just want to make sure to part with is, um, oh my goodness, I can't remember who said it, but it's called, if you're not a tree, you're not a tree. If you don't like where you're at, move. That's pretty much what it says. It's on my website. But I, I love that. It's just a constant reminder that you don't have to be in a place, in a situation that you don't want to be. Just move. Mm -hmm. even if it's just incrementally yeah just just pick up and move it's it's okay yeah amazing. Yeah. great thank you so much again for um, being on the podcast we just really appreciate you and i adore you and thank you so very much oh it's been such a pleasure i am so glad i've been able to be here talking to you oh, you're amazing <laughs> <laughs> thank you all right you heard it here um shape my life those of you that want to take advantage of that workshop go to shapemylife.com so until next time we will see you later so what do you think it was good right i just want to thank Maya again for being our guest on this podcast and everyone else please follow her at shapemylife.com I want to remind listeners that you can find the show notes for this episode below on or at plannersonpurpose.com. And on the way out, rate this podcast a five if you enjoyed it. I really thank you so much for listening and we will see you on the next episode.